to be with us in the holy month of April. First Sunday, we will be having communion. Second Sunday, we will have our Palm Sunday program with our adults. Uh, on third Sunday, we will have our Resurrection Day program with our youth. All services start at 1030, and we normally let out at 130, but it'll be according to the Holy Spirit. So come on out, be blessed, and also we want to invite you to give into this ministry. If you enjoyed listening to us on SoundCloud, then please be supportive. You can give by give a fly to Keys to Successful Living Ministries. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Amen. I pray that uh, this unique, that's what I call it. I told the Lord, I said, to me, this is a unique teaching concerning um, your birth, death, burial, and resurrection. This is um, basically bringing into view why Jesus came to Jerusalem that day, why he came to this earth. The angel told Joseph and Mary to call his name Jesus because he was going to save his people from their sins. And so with us being able to study the feast and literally through scripture wrap the feast in with his death, burial, and resurrection, it's a blessing because it gives a greater understanding of why Jesus came, what he came to do. Most of the time you ask Christians, why did, why did Jesus die? Why did he uh, uh, get up out of the grave on the third day? And they'll say, for my sins. And that's true. But what we're finding out, it was so much more. It was so much more. He came not only to die for our sins, but he came to give us a new eight-day Sabbath. He came to be our Passover lamb. He came to allow the Holy Spirit to be able to dwell with us again. And not only just to dwell with us, but to take a step further and live in us. Because when you search the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, who is Christ, was not dwelling inside of people. He would come up on them, and then he would leave. But now, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of his death, burial, and resurrection, we have the Holy Spirit. Amen? So what we're going to do is we're going to read in Matthew first. Oh, yes. I want you to go to Matthew, the 21st chapter. And I hope you're taking good notes so you can enjoy this and maybe one day share it with somebody else. Amen. Not just keep it to yourself. Amen. We're privileged to be able to study the feast and tie it all in with his entry into Jerusalem. Amen. 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 God is good. So we're going to go to Matthew, the 21st chapter. And I'm going to start reading the first verse, Matthew 21 and 1. And if you're going to label your journals, if you're keeping a journal, we're probably going to touch on just a little bit today about how the feasts were a foreshadow of Christ's coming. Amen? The feast was a foreshadowing 
of the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Matthew 21 and 1. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and will come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find a donkey tied and a coat with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say out unto you, you shall say the Lord had need of them, and straightway he will send them. And this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughters of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon a donkey and a coat, the foal of a donkey. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the donkey and the coat and put on them their clothes and they set Jesus thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and put them in the way. And the multitude that went before and that followed cried, said, Hosanna to the, to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Isn't that something? Who is this? And the multitude in Jerusalem said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. They didn't even know who he was. They, they didn't even know who he was. He had came, and they didn't know who he was. And that's why I keep telling you uh, the Bible is, is broken into three classifications. It speaks to the Jews, it speaks to the Gentiles, and it speaks to the church. The reason why it speaks to the church is because when Christ came on the scene after his death, burial, and resurrection— then he made one body. He said, there will be no more Jew and Gentile. Now I have one body, and that body is called the church. Amen. So everybody that's a Jew, and, you, and they have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then they are still Jews. Every Jew that accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they then become Messianic Jews. They become the Messiah's Jews, the Messiah's followers. Every Gentile that was not born of Jewish parents and you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're no longer a Gentile. You are now a Christian. I got a lot of people that don't like that, but I'm sorry. I'm here to tell you, we are Christians. Amen. I don't know what else you want to be called, but we are Christ's followers. But you got a lot of people who don't believe in the name of Jesus Christ, and so they don't want to hear that. But here at 411 South Broad Street at Keys to Successful Living Ministries, we are Christians. Amen. We follow Jesus Christ. We follow his teachings. We believe in the word of God. And that's just how it is. Amen? Amen. Now, if we go a little bit further, I just want to show you this. If you go to Matthew, the 26th chapter, okay, you will see something. It says in Matthew, the 26th chapter, let me know when you get there, okay, Matthew 26 and 1, and it reads, and it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, you know, wait a minute, look who said it, who said it? Who did he tell? The That's who he told. What did he tell him? You know, ye know that after two days is the what? Jesus. 
Oh, but pastor, that's in the Old Testament. <laughs> no. See, Jesus followed the feast. Okay? He followed the feast. When you study the, the New Testament, you will find out that Jesus Christ kept the Sabbath. He kept the Passover. He kept Pentecost. Ah. And every Jew that has not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to this day, they keep Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, mm -hmm. and Tabernacles. Mm -hmm. They keep it religiously. Okay? So Jesus told them, hey, after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Glory to God. Glory to God. And if you go a little further, Look at Matthew 26, 26. And it says, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, hold that right now. Now, I want you to understand something. Do you know what they were doing? Yeah. Jesus turned it into communion. They were literally having the Passover feast. And then Jesus instituted something new to them. This is what, when he told them we're fixing to celebrate the Passover, they were celebrating the Passover. They had the, the lamb, they had the bread, they had the sour, the bitter water. They were celebrating Passover. But Jesus, knowing that he was about to go to the cross to give his life for the world's sins and our sins, he instituted something else. And that's how it changed to the Lord's Supper and communion. Now, I did not bring my book with me, but I have the book of what they had on the table. I'll bring it if God allows me, but that's what they were doing. No, no, no. This didn't start out to be the bread broken for my body, the wine is my blood. Nope. Jesus had to institute that. If you go back and read in Exodus, you will find out that was not in Exodus, Passover. They killed a real lamb and, and put the blood at the top of the door and the blood on the side of the door. But Jesus says, we're not doing that anymore. I'm the lamb, he says. We're living in a greater light. And so you have to be very careful. In my studies, I thank God how the Holy Ghost deals with me, and he's done it for many, 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 many years from the time I got saved. He's been my teacher. You're going to have to be very careful because if you get wrapped up and wind up in Jewish tradi traditions, then you're going to find yourself stepping outside of the, the realm of Christianity because there are so many things that Jesus has already done that those Jews that have not received him as Savior they don't, they don't believe those things. So when you start dealing with the, with the, with the Jewish customs, you're going to have to be very careful. Why? We're not Judaizers. Amen. Jews do not believe that Jesus Christ is God. Mm. Jews do not believe that Jesus Christ, glory to God, uh, uh, was born of a virgin. They believe just like they said. Did you see it? Let me turn back to it. I'm going to show you what they believe. Go back. Well, I, I'll go there. Matthew 21, 11. I like scripture. And the multitude said, this is Jesus. Let me go back a little further. Let's go to Matthew 
21.10. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? Well, who stayed in Jerusalem? The Jews. And to this day, this is why the Bible says to this day, oh, and that's so powerful, but I can't go there yet. I can't jump over there. That is a powerful message talking about that veil still being up on their heart. That is so powerful. When, I, when God just took me into it, I said, oh, my God, wait a minute. Saints of God, Christians, Christ followers, word people, you are walking in a greater light. Stop taking it for granted. If anybody ought to be rejoicing uh, first Sunday, second Sunday, third Sunday, fourth Sunday, the whole year for the rest of our lives, it ought to be the body of Christ. Amen. We're living in a great time. Amen. Everything Christ has done for us, Jesus. So what does he do? Let's go back to Matthew 26, 26. Matthew 26, 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it. Notice he says, as they were eating, he began to institute something new. Amen? Well. Uh-huh. Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. They had never heard that before. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament. Do you see that? Blue light. He says, this is a new testament. Now we finna cut. He says, we're moving from the Old Testament. Although I didn't come to do away with the Old Testament, I came to fulfill it. But yet we got to institute this because we finna start a new covenant. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for the blood. Amen. I tell you, I thank God for the blood. He told me, he says, drink ye all of it. He says, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many, for many, for the remission of sin. But get this one. I don't go there too much. It's so wonderful, though. Look what he told him. He says, but I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Well, you know what's going to happen, don't you? We're going to be taking communion in the kingdom that is awesome so for everybody so see that ought to answer your question right there oh pastor uh are we going to be able to eat are we going to be able to drink okay according to this we are and you know i thought about something anytime i have a dream and i'm just sharing about someone who is going on to be with the lord they're always about 15 years younger. They go back. And the Lord explained that to me. He says, the reason why you see them young again is because they dropped off all the weights of this life. I said, okay, I understand that. But here's something else he's revealed to me. And this is so awesome. This is so awesome. He says, what you see is their glorified body. Wow. I say, what? Even though... Right now, they're not walking around anywhere. I hear people, oh, they dancing in heaven. They got a new pair of shoes. No, no, they're not. Revelation says they are consciously in the presence of God. 
They are consciously. And they can talk to God because the souls that were under the altar said, Lord, how long do we have to wait to get our new robes and things? He says, wait to your brethren that are going to be killed as you were. So he come on my shot. So they can they can talk to God. They can hear God. So anything God is talking about as he's walking around, they get it first. He says, but what I he said, you're seeing their glorified body. I said, well, oh God, thank you. Because then when that day comes, I'm gonna have to worry about this hair no more. I'm gonna have good hair. We're about in the mouth. Thank you, Jesus. So it's true. There are no aches and pains. And whatever you lost here. And see, this I'm so excited about the Lord. I had a dream, and I got it in my journal. I wouldn't make this up. I had a dream about a saint that had passed on. And so I had gotten to be a, a, a whole lot older. Thank you, Jesus. And I was still trying to minister to people, you know. People going to be crazy even back in, on up in, the, in those times, y'all. So anyway, I'm still trying to minister to people, but I looked over and saw the saint, and they were so beautiful. Beautiful. But they hadn't went anywhere. And to this day, they've lost some stuff. And I jumped up. I said, wait a minute, God. But when I saw them, they hadn't lost anything. He said, that was the glorified body. It's true, everybody. It's true. Whatever we lose here, it won't be like that when you pat when you cross over. All that'll be over. That's over on this side. Sin is in the world. Life is fragile. Handle it with prayer. Why is life fragile? Why are all these destructive things happening in the world? Because of sin. That's why Jesus came to lift us up above sin. And I like this one. And to give us eternity before you cross over. My, 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 my. I am so excited about Jesus. So see, I might be, see, see, you better take what I'm telling when I say I'm 35. Because see, you're going to be looking for me. And I'm going to be 35, and you're going to say, where's she at? Well, 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 Pastor Angela, we don't see it. Because I went back on back to, I told you I was 35, but you didn't believe me. I tried to tell you. <laughs> they don't believe it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be a baby. Somebody say the Lord is good. All right, now, we've read those. Let's go to Leviticus. Let's go to Leviticus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so excited about Jesus. Amen. I know it's a lot going on, and it's a lot going on, but I'm, I'm excited about Jesus. Amen. I'm excited about the life he has given us. I mean, and that's why we need to really pay attention to the word because there are so many uh, revealed blessings in the word of God that he's done for us. Amen? All right, Leviticus 23, and it says, 
These are the feast of the Lord. Amen. These are the feast of the Lord. And so the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. A holy convocation, ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwelling. And then basically... You keep reading, and it says, these are the feasts of the Lord, verse 4, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their season. In the 14th day of the first month at evening is the Lord's what? Passover. And on the 15th day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. In the, in the first day, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no several work therein, but you shall offer you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days. In the seventh day is a holy convocation. You should do no severe work therein. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you, when you be coming to the land which I give you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest, and you shall wave the sheaf before the Lord. Now, I'm going to see if, if you remember this. What did they wave? My Lord. It all ties in. They waved palm leaves as he was what? Coming into Jerusalem. They laid them in the street. And here it is for this spring feast, which is a harvest feast. He told them to bring that first sheaf and wave it before the Lord to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. All right, drop down. I want to go through this one, the Feast of Pentecost. He says, and you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths, that's seven full weeks, even until the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall you number what? 50 days. When did Pentecost fall? 50 days after Christ, after he died, after his resurrection. It all ties in. It all ties in. So he, he so we see, we see Sabbaths, Passover, Pentecost. So every feast of the Lord, watch this, is to be observed by who? Christians. Because every feast was was and is a foreshadowing of the coming of Jesus Christ. Leviticus 23 is sometimes referred to as God's calendar of redeeming grace. Did y'all see that? It's known as a calendar. I like that. Or it is called the calendar of redemption. Well, I hear you whining. This ain't going to pay my bills. This ain't going to get me here. Yes, it will. Amen. God's word is powerful. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Because it'll give you strength. Knowledge is powerful. Knowledge is powerful. It'll give you strength in your inner man to stand up to life every day. Because you know your Savior has conquered the Sabbath, the Passover, and Pentecost. And Pentecost was so we could be empowered. Passover was so we could be forgiven of our sins so God could come close to us. Yes. And the Sabbath is so we can stop toiling 
over trying to please God, we're pleasing through Jesus Christ. Because yes. Yes. before we got saved, we were not pleasing to God. Uh-oh, uh-oh. See, we got a lot of sinners running around talking about we pleasing God. No, you're not because you don't have no blood on the door. Amen. You don't have no blood on your heart. I tell my unsaved relatives, I don't care if they don't like it. I tell them, I say, you're going straight to hell when you leave here. You scared. I'm not. Yes, I do. I said, you won't even come and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You won't even come and hear the word of God. You're not getting in? I'm sorry, I'm not one of these preachers. Oh, yeah, they went, they made it over. They crossed over to the prayer, went through the prayer of the gates. They dancing on the streets of gold. Oh, they got on the long robe. That girl said, Mama, you ought to be saving you. No, I'm not. A weak Christian. Now, wait a minute. Now, I don't get loud with anybody. I just tell them, I said, do you know? Do you understand? You're not going to be with Jesus when you leave here. There is no blood over your life. You did not, you are not, you have not accepted him. See, and this is the thing. You have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. See, when you make him Lord, that means absolute master. No, you're going straight to hell. And I tell them, I say, if you want, if I'm gonna do the funeral, I'm gonna say we thank God for you, and I'm gone. <laughs> Cause I'm not finna stand up here and lie. <laughs> so you may well, I mean, you know, you go to Pastor Don't is not. Um, I mean, I'm gonna be nice. I'm always nice. And then I'll come right at that pulpit and hug you so tight. Because I love you. I called up my, some of my relatives yesterday. They were in shock. I said, I just want to let you know, the holy month coming, boy, they froze. <laughs> I said, what grandmama talking about the holy month? I said, I said, we having communion on first Sunday. We start at 1030. We having uh, uh a Palm Sunday program, second Sunday, and Resurrection Sunday is on third Sunday. I said, you need to choose a service. Y'all scared. I don't want them not to like me. Okay, they don't like you no way. <laughs> Just go and tell them about Jesus. <laughs> Just go and tell, share Jesus. Share Jesus. Because it's going to be sad when they get on the other side and the Lord going to say, nobody told you about me? Let me go down your record. Let me see your family line. You had a deacon in the church. Oh, wait a minute. You had an usher. What? You had somebody that said they pray all day? 
And they didn't tell you about Jesus? Now, if I tell you and you don't accept it, that's different. But at least I'm telling you, we need to tell people about Jesus. I lot you, at least I'm going to tell you three times, after that you're going to see my life. And then if the Holy Ghost move on me and say, you need to kind of talk to them, I'm going to do that as well. And you're going to see my life. And that's the way you should live. But there should be nobody in your family that you're talking about you're afraid to share Jesus with. You're not Nicodemus. Nicodemus came by night. Because <laughs> he didn't want nobody to know in the Sanhedrin that he was going after Jesus. But in the end, it had to come out because it was Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus that came and got that body along with the women and, and the disciples and got that body ready with spices uh, 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 for the burial. Took it down off the cross before Passover. And Nicodemus stepped on out then. It was like, uh-uh, I know the truth now. Oh, I'm preaching right. I, I'm not just talking to hear myself talk. I'm preaching right. So Leviticus 23 is sometimes referred to as God's calendar of redeeming grace or the calendar of redemption. The holy days and Sabbath days are a shadow. Say that with me. Say the holy days, the holy days and Sabbath days are a shadow of things to come. I'm finna blow your mind. Go to Colossians chapter 2. It's in the word. All right. You need your iPhone with the Bible. You need an iPad with the Bible. Or you need your Bible. Amen? Amen. Either way, you need the word of God. Amen. We living in serious, dangerous times. Yes, Any time people driving down government streets shooting out their windows at each other. You, uh, you better you better find the blood. You better find Jesus Christ. Anytime you're going to have prayer over your loved one that has passed away, you out there having a vigil, and then people drive up and just start shooting 35 rounds. Wait a minute. This. Lord have mercy. Uh-uh. I'm staying saved. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 16, and it reads, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink or in respect of a holy day. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Amen. Is it, okay. So the reality of all the feasts, say that with me, say the reality, the reality of, all the feast of all the feasts are found, are found in, Jesus Christ. in Jesus Christ. Say, please, please do, not do not tear out, tear out the, Old the Old Testament. Say, Jesus Christ came, Jesus Christ came and, fulfilled and fulfilled a majority, a majority of, the of the Old Testament. And when he returns... He will, he will fulfill the rest. The rest. Amen. 
So the reality is found in Christ. The reality of which they were shadows has come. The Old Testament people had the shadows, but we have the reality. See, I'm walking in reality. And we are. And we are. The Sabbath was given as a type of rest, which would be the portion of all who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Foreshadowing and a foretaste. Go to Hebrews chapter 6, please. You need scriptures. We can't come in here and just talk it. We got to give you word, and I got to have word. Because I need the word, because the word is what? Powerful. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm like Paul, Apostle Paul. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So it's the power of God. His word is his power. I need the word. That's the power. Yeah, Baba Bashi. It's the power. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, as we look at Hebrews chapter 6, and I'm going to read verses 4 through 5. Amen? Amen? And it says, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God uh-oh, and the powers of the world to come. What did I just say? I said, Jesus came to give us eternity before we go into eternity. Because, see, when we close our eyes on this side, that's not the end. You go into eternity. You either go into eternity with Jesus Christ or you go into eternal damnation. You either open your eyes in a burning hell or you open your eyes in peace. So basically, while we walk around today as Christians, those that have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, as our Lord, absolute master, if we make a mistake, we know how to repent. But we don't keep making the same mistake. The Bible says as we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have tasted of the good what? Word of who? God and the powers of the world to come. So you're living in a world to come. My, my, that's deep. Lord, have mercy. I, when I get to heaven, I'm going to put on my shoes. I'm going to dance all over God's heaven. No, you can put shoes on now. And dance in the spirit. Did y'all hear me? I didn't write the Bible. He said, we are tasting the power. Well, we know what power means. Power is not, uh, listen to me good, because I'm going to shout. You ain't got to worry about that, baby. Holy Spirit, move me. I'm praising my Jesus. Amen. Power means rights, privileges, authority, and miracles. Listen at this. He says, so as a Christian, as a Christ follower, being saved, having the Holy Spirit in our lives, you have 
tasted of the good word of God. You have tasted and you are tasting of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come and the rights, privileges, authority, and miracles of the world to come. Did you hear me? We're we tasting it now. Ooh, I can't wait till I get to heaven. Okay, but this is the rehearsal. This is the rehearsal. This is the rehearsal. We're experiencing that world to come now. We're, we're, it's so cloudy in here. We're experiencing the glory now. We're just that close. All we waiting on, because I don't know about nobody else, but as, as the body of Christ, we already know we should be renewing our mind through the word of God. Because, see, your, your soul got to go with your spirit into your new body. See, you, 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 you got to get your mind off of, well, pastor, that's for funerals. Baby, when you go to a funeral, you better, you better have everything, because people are grieving. Amen. This ain't for no funeral. Amen. This is for now. Amen. You are going to get a new body. And some of us, if we don't live right, what's going to happen is, and this is sad, your spirit and your soul at the judgment seat is going to connect back with your body you're going to stand before Almighty God. He's going to open the books, and he's going to say, I don't see no blood. I don't see where you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Then he's going to sentence you. He's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Guess what happens? You lose your body again. You're not, the body won't go to hell. The spirit and the soul is going to hell. Go back and read about the rich man and Lazarus. In hell, he was able to experience all the destruction, the heat, the, 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 the perils, uh, 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 the, 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 what he didn't want to experience. Why? Because your soul will be alive. That's your mind, will, and emotions, conscious, imagination. So you're going to feel that darkness. They say it's so dark that it's a thick, gross darkness. I don't like darkness like that. That's an eerie darkness. I don't know if you've ever seen it or felt it, but that's eerie. I'm going to preach what God tells me to preach. You take a little nap. Or you can go on somewhere where they're teaching about the little boy and the kites and and where you can jump and shout and fall out and don't know nothing. No, no, no. You lose that body. You don't, get, you don't even get the glorified body. And you lose the old body. <laughs> but I believe after the Lord spoke to me and told me, he says, you see their glorified body. I believe, not that you put it on, because they are consciously in the presence of God. But I believe the moment you close your eyes, it's yours. I believe, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, he shut up, aha. 
Hey, I believe in Christ. It's mine. This is why he could tell. I want to go there. Where am, wait a minute. Uh-huh. We in um, Hebrews 6. Hold that thought. Oh, I feel good. Amen. I feel good in the Holy Spirit. And thank God I can take it home. Thank God I, it goes to the grocery store with me. And I don't, even be have to, I don't even be speaking in tongues, and it's in the grocery store with me. Amen. Thank God. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What the Bible said, we have this power in earthen vessels. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, sir. Let me try John. I want to show you something. Is this in the Bible? Yes, there it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you. Go to John, the 11th chapter. John, the 11th chapter, verse 17. And it says, John eleven seventeen. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou would ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am. Mm, 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 mm. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, he shall live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me, that is, somebody said that, that's us. That's <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And so the breakdown, although you may die, yet you shall live. And you shall never actually die at all. So basically, Lord, the moment you close your eyes, oh, really, we, we don't even have to go that far. The moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, and I'm going to emphasize Lord. Lord means absolute master. That means I'm striving, Lord, to do what you say to do. If I make some mistakes, I'm going to repent. But they weren't intentionally done. Hallelujah. I believe the moment you really accept him, I believe you receive that new body. You're just waiting. It's waiting on you, and you're waiting to put it on. I believe that. And it's true. I can t honestly say this now. There is no pain, no tears, no sickness in heaven, in eternity. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know what pastor talking about. What's he talking about? That's why you can't have no spiritual experiences. Do you not know this is a spiritual experience? 
Paul wrote, and I'm not finna turn there. Paul said, I want to experience him. Wait a minute. Paul said, I want to experience the resurrection power while I'm still up living and walking around. What? I remember years ago when I read that, I said, you can do that. You can do that. You can do that. Hallelujah. Somebody said, we have the reality. We have reality. Say, we're tasting of the powers of the world to come. Look at verse 6. Hebrews 6 and 6. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. He says, when you say you're a Christian and you're out here living like a devil, you put the Holy Spirit and God and all his works to an open shame. You standing before people talking about, yes, I'm saved, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christ follower, but you don't live it. They see you doing sinful things. And I am reminded, the Bible said, don't let your good be evilly spoken of. I don't know, some store I went in, and, and I don't know how they did that, but you open it, you go in the store, and you go a little while, but before you know it, you're on the liquor aisle. And I said, well, Lord, have mercy. If anybody come in here, I said, let me get off this aisle right now. Let me just run off this aisle. <laughs> the Bible says, if meat offend my brother, I won't eat no meat in front of you. Now, I know that that's dealing with uh, dietary laws, but I want to say this. If it offends you for me to do certain things and I say I'm a Christian, then I won't do them. Because I don't want to offend my brother or my sister. I want them to get saved. Well, I thought you said you was a Christian. I thought you said you was a Christian. And, and some of us waving the flag of Christianity, but we're doing things, and the talk is all over mobile. But I thank God they do say this, because I'm going to, look, wait a minute. Now, I don't say anything about anybody, but I'm glad they say this. Well, we know you, you ain't, you're not teaching them that. We know you a holy woman. I thought to myself, I, I sure hope you do. Don't, don't get it crazy. Don't get it crazy. I just prepared a table. Everybody got to choose to eat and live it. We need, to, we need to clean up some things. And then we wonder, uh-oh, I heard the Holy Ghost say this, and then we wonder why people don't listen to us. Because you've marred your testimony already by your life. It's how you live it. It's how you live it. It's how you live it. It's how you're living. 
Go to Colossians chapter 2. Are we talking right? We, we right on it. Amen? Amen. See, another thing, you got to be very careful. You know, God give us times in this ministry where the glory falls. You know that, right? Okay, you better be very careful. As God is telling us to come up, come up, get ready, get ready. He's coming in, he's coming in, he's coming in. What he's really doing, I, I saw this, I said, thank you, Jesus, open my eyes. He's actually prepares us for the glory to fall. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. This is not a joke. He prepares us. Isn't that amazing? He prepares us for the glory to fall. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians chapter 2. Okay, we read that one. Let's move on. Okay. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. I do want Colossians chapter 2, but I want to move up a little further, please. Okay. I want you to look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. And it reads, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in Jesus Christ in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Did you see that? In him dwells the whole fullness of deity. In who? Jesus Christ. So really, listen at this. Deity dwells in Jesus Christ. The fullness of the Godhead body dwells in Jesus Christ. So that means the Sabbaths dwell in Jesus Christ. That means uh, Passover dwells in Jesus Christ. Pentecost dwells in Jesus Christ. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Tabernacles going to dwell all in Jesus Christ. Somebody say, get Jesus. Get Jesus. You got it all. To get Jesus, get Jesus. You, got it all. you got it all. I'm not leaving Jesus. I'm not leaving Jesus. You got people have come in this ministry. I'm serious. And like that's why I'm telling you, I know for a fact. People can't handle when I say, this is a Christian church. Because so many other religions are out here, and people are being taught so many different other things, they get offended. And they think just because God uses me from the Old Testament to the New, and I understand a little bit about Hebrew, oh, she's talking about God. <laughs> I sure am. Amen. God who is Christ. Amen. So when they stay a little while and they realize, wait a minute, no, she's talking about Jesus Christ. No. Because, see, that's what they talk about, God. In God we trust. Well, what God are you trusting in? And this is what you face. You'll be surprised what people are being taught out here in the world. And you got to know what you know and hold on to it. So they won't turn you. So then the Godhead continues to dwell in bodily form. Watch this. I like this. The Godhead continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. 
So through Jesus Christ, we get a completed expression of the divine nature. Come on, God. Jesus Christ has given expression to the eight-day Sabbath, to Passover, to unleavened bread, to first fruits, and to Pentecost. And he has. These are the spring feast of the Lord. And then the fall feasts have not been fulfilled yet through Jesus Christ. And the fall feasts are the feast of trumpets, atonement, tabernacles. Feast of trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles are going to be fulfilled when Christ returns. When he returns. Don't you want to be ready? Amen. Don't you want to be ready? All right, we almost done. We almost done. We almost done. We almost done. I don't have. Thank you, Jesus, for Jesus. Amen. No, thank you, Jesus, for Jesus. I don't. I tell the Lord all the time. You knew. I, I, if you knew, I mean, I can read and write. Don't get me wrong. Now, I know how to read. I know how to write. But y'all just don't know. Just don't know how the Holy Spirit opens up his word, how he reveals things, how he takes you places, how he, he teaches you. He helps you to understand. He will help you. He will help you. Go to 1 Corinthians. I hope you're enjoying this teaching. For some reason, this is where the Lord is holding me. Because, you know, after a while, he'll catch me. I go to preaching. But I want us to get this. I want us to understand it. I want us to enjoy it. Because it's so beautiful. Amen. Somebody say, let us keep the feast. Let us keep the feast. Say, as Christians, as, Christians, as Christ followers, as Christ let, us keep the feast. let us keep All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and I want you to look at verses 7 and 8. Amen. Okay, it says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Do y'all see that? Amen. Who is our Passover lamb? Jesus Thank you. It says, therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Huh? Okay. So let, I want to do something. I want you to take a piece of paper and write this down. Say, leaven, leaven. Is, sin. is sin. Okay. Write that down. And then unleaven is without sin. Okay. All right. So, during the Exodus Passover, the Jews were required to remove all leaven. They had to clean the place where the leaven was kept to not a trace remain. Okay? They had to clean the place. <laughs> Listen at this. Purge out therefore the old sin. Uh-huh. Let's, let's bring it where it is. 
Purge out, therefore, the old sin, uh, uh, that you may be a new lump, as you are what? Sinless through Christ. You are without sin through Christ. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old sin, not with old sinful habits, neither with the sin of malice and wickedness, but with the, but without sin, the bread of sincerity and truth. Somebody say you got to get rid of the sin. You got to get it out. You got to get it out. See, they would, they would have real leaven, okay? And they would use it to cook with it. So wherever that leaven had been sitting, when it was time to do Passover, and it was, because if you notice in Exodus, you have Passover, and then right up under that comes the days of unleavened bread. They would have to even clean where the leaven had set. That's how serious God was about it. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get all crazy. I understand, no, you're not perfect, but wait one minute. See, we like to use that word, I'm not perfect, I'm, so we can sin. Yes, to me, that's just a cop-out. So you can just do what you want to do, because all the time you're going to fall back on, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yes, you can. No, you're not perfect, but you can do all things through Christ. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. That's how serious God was about it. So then he comes over in the New Testament. This is the New Testament, you all. And he says, purge out, therefore, the old leaven. Purge out the old sin. Get rid of it. Clean even the place. If you used to go there, don't go there anymore. If you used to do that or say that, don't do that anymore. I think I shared this with the um, congregation on last Saturday. And I told him, I said, I didn't stop dancing. I just changed partners. I didn't stop being joyful and happy and laughing. I didn't stop enjoying going places. I just changed partners, who I go with, where I go. They used to have those armbands. What would Jesus do? Would Jesus go there? Would Jesus be sitting up in there looking at that? Would Jesus' TV be on that? I had someone to tell me, and it's fine. That's, you know, you do. The Bible says, whosoever will, let them come. And they asked me, said, oh, said, did you know that they made a movie with Serena and uh, her sister about their dad, the tennis players? I said, no, when did they do that? And they said, well, it's on now. I said, oh, I said, what channel? It's on HBO. I said, oh, I don't have HBO. <laughs> Won't be getting it either. I mean, I didn't tell them that. I just told them. I said, oh, no, I didn't know. I said, no, I, you know. Mm. I got off the phone. I said, Lord, no, I don't have HBO, and I don't want it. Mm, too much cussing. I can't have all that cussing in my spirit. I'm sorry. That stuff do something to you. Mm -mm. Too much uh, 
sex, naked men, naked women. I can't have all that stuff in my spirit. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Can't have all that. I'm just saying, if we talking about we're going to live for God, my God, we done got quiet. But if I was running through here saying, you're going to get a house, and you're going to get a house, and you're going to get a car, and you're going to get some money, we'll be standing on the chairs. Well, don't stand on the chairs, but you know. They had to clean the place. Just a few more and we're going. The Jews, after they had killed the Passover lamb, they kept the feast of unleavened bread. So must we. So must we. Watch this. Now they did it for seven days. Not for seven days only, but all of our days. The whole life of a Christian must be a feast of all the Lord's feast. Meaning we live clean every day. We live with consciousness of the blood of Jesus Christ every day. We live of the eight-day Sabbath rest in our conscious mind every day. We live uh, knowing that the power of the Holy Spirit is available every day. Every day, people. My clock is a little slow. What time do you all have, please? No, oh, okay, we're not even 12 o'clock. <laughs> I know that's right. I hope they did. <laughs> this is our Lord and Savior we're talking about. Don't you, aren't you, you know what I thought about? I said, Lord, normally, you know, every year you will take me just a little bit further into the, the scriptures that are about your death, burial, and resurrection. I said, but this year you stepped up with me. I mean, he's taking us into areas. I'm like, oh, man, thank you, Jesus. That really does tie into that. That really does work with that. Look at Exodus 12. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. No, give God the glory, please. Amen. I said give God the glory. Amen. Give Jesus the glory. I like now that has so much meaning now. It's the spirit that quickened it. The flesh profited nothing. The words that you are speaking unto us, they are spirit and they are life. That's got so much meaning now. So much meaning now. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus 12 and 12. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus 12 and 12. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He says, for I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. 
You need to put a blue light there. I'm serious. He says, I'm coming to show Egypt who I am. I'm God, the one God. Thank you. Hey, he says, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, thank you, Jesus. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. COVID ran rampant. And yes, some got it. But God said, when I see the blood, oh yeah, yeah, I see. When I see the blood. He says, I will not suffer the destroyer to come in into your houses to smite you. Not saying things ain't going to happen. He said it won't do you like it does the world. Why my loved one had to pass away. Oh Lord, why you took mine? Why you took my But if they were saved and they were ready, I was, I was, I was, I was getting ready this morning, and the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, He says, You're gonna write a poem about time. I said, Okay. He says, and you're gonna say, Time is precious, time is valuable, time is given to us. Time to love, time to spend time, time to forgive, time to laugh, time to cry. Time is valuable. Don't waste time. People are not going to be here forever. No need of you jumping over in the casket when you had all that time. And talking to people that are gone. I wish I could have told you I love you. Okay, I'm here today. Can you tell me now? I can't, I won't be able to hear you. They won't be able to hear you. That's why he's giving us time. Time. And I always, I tell the Lord, because I go back over in my mind and over and over and over, did I do everything I was supposed to do? Did I treat the way I was supposed to treat? Was I kind? Was I, Lord, did I do it right? Did I do it right? Did I do it right? Time is valuable. Time is valuable. And so I am so glad that when God speaks back to my heart in the quietness and he says, no, you seized every moment. Even when it won a conditional moment. You seized it. Even when you were sick in your body. You seize the moment. 
Shit! <laughs> yeah, that old side He called it up. God said, I'm calling this up. I said, thank you, Jesus. Because if you think you won't have no regrets, I hate her. I be glad when she dead. I hate him. I be, oh, baby, you eat those words. You will eat those words. Believe me. You will eat those words. And I'm so glad every time I go before God and I think of his goodness. <laughs> he told me, he says, you have, you have been married 42 years. You have been a mother to your children and they're all grown. He says, I don't know if I should tell y'all this. He says, but I'm going to give you something. He says, but it's up to you to get up every day and seize these days. He says, but I'm going to grant you 42 years from where you are now. You better stop mistreating folk. You better stop mistreating folk. I don't care how they be. I, the, the wind might not be uh, uh, temperate enough or it might be not the right atmosphere, but you better be a Christian. So I said, okay, God, you got to show me how to do this. So when I get up, I look at the sunrise. And I can hear my husband coming through the, the, the house saying, Stop looking at my sunrise. <laughs> he said, that's my sunrise. And I just smiled at him and said, husband, please, it's mine too. But I want to learn how to get up and seize every day now. Amen. I want to enjoy what he's, this is a, a gifting from the Lord. Amen. This is a promise from God. And I want to enjoy it. I don't want to get up and say, and waste it, because when it's over, it's gone. Now, I'm going to tell you what this is going to do. It's going to put me well over into 100, well over. Because when I, I had to get up and add it up myself, I say, what? I say, okay, all right. So when I drink this cup of coffee, I'm going I'm to chair, I'm going I'm to sip it slow. <laughs> you know, when that sun coming up, I'm going I'm to I'm look at it real good. When I hug somebody, I'm going to hug them real tight. Huh, I'm going to mean it. it Not that I don't, but I'm just saying, nah, you know, I got to go. I got to. I'm going in my closet. I'm taking out everything, putting, letting the Holy Ghost put it together. He said, yeah, put that on. That's right. Wear that. Wear that. Wear that. Wear it. He said, that's right. Drive everything in the yard. He Drive it. Hmm. I'm going to live. Because when it's over, it'll be over. And don't be doing no wait and, and, and funeral for me on different days. Have it all at one day. 
because I won't be there. I would have slipped on into eternity. When I go to the restaurant now, I eat slow. When the waitress come back, she said, ma'am, are you all right? I said, yes, darling, thank you. <laughs> when the sun is on my face, I'm going to enjoy it. Because the world to come will be nothing like this one. Thank you, Jesus. 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 All this being mad at somebody, going to your grave hating people, you don't have time for that foolishness. Oh, wars and rivalries, you don't have time for this foolishness. We've been given a gift of life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. I'm teaching you life. You can sit there and look at me tell me, what's she talking about? I'm When I see my children walking, I look at them real good to see the adults they have become, the men and women that they have become. And I just smile. Thank you, Jesus. When I see the saints of God, because I love God's people, I said, thank you, Jesus. I have an opportunity to know them. I have an opportunity to, to have spent some time with them. Life is precious, y'all. Especially the life God has given. Amen. Somebody say, when he see the blood, when you see the blood he'll, pass over. he'll pass over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm so glad I'm saved. You get to spend the rest of those days in salvation. Hallelujah. You get to spend the rest of those days in salvation. God is so good. Hallelujah. He's so good. I got up this morning and my foot, I, if I move too fast, it'll do a little something. And so I was trying to hurry up. And so the phone rung and I was trying to take care of that and things, you know. And so I was hurrying and that foot did that little slip thing. And I said, oh, no, I'm wearing my cute shoes. No, uh-uh. I'm wet. God told me I could wear them. 
So I, I, I put them on. At first, I was limping. Thank you. Thank you. And he, he t and look at him. <laughs> Didn't say things wouldn't come. Never said it wouldn't come. I'm telling you, you better enjoy. You better enjoy. And if you got a husband, you better enjoy him. Y'all think I'm playing. Amen. If you got a wife, you better enjoy. Amen. If it's just Jesus and you, you better enjoy it. If you got small children still at home, you better enjoy them. If you got teenagers at home, you better enjoy them. You better pull them close and hug them. And say, I love you. Because time waits on no one. You'll look up. Where did the time go? Where did it go? Huh. Y'all don't know what y'all got. I know your husband not that mean-hearted that if you ask him to do something, he wouldn't do it. I know your wife not that mean-hearted that if you asked her to do something, she wouldn't do it. I don't believe that. I do not believe that. I do not. I don't believe it. Problem is, you're not asking. You stay too mad at one another. You stay too mad. I don't want to go nowhere with him. I don't. Honey, when, when, when Senior said, uh, Ann, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my car to be serviced. They're going to give me a rental, and I'm going over to Destin for lunch, and I'm going to put an ad in the paper. I said, here I am. I just answered the ad. He said, well, if you don't answer the ad, he said, I know a thousand going to be lying. I said, I know it too. <laughs> That's why I just answered the ad. Let's go. What time you want me ready? You stay too mad at one another. That's the enemy. Kick him out. And if you're single by yourself, you can't even enjoy life because you're too busy being mad at where you are. I don't want to go nowhere because I ain't got nobody. Maybe if you dress up and pretty yourself up and get on out here. Can't nobody see you stuck up in the house? In the moo-moo? In the Mickey Mouse house shoes? I mean, go to work, go home, go to work. Don't never get dressed up and just go out somewhere. You can't be seen. <laughs> Time. 
You've been given time. What you going to do with it, people? What you going to do with it? What you going to do with it? What you going to do with it? I thank God I didn't waste time. I'm so glad I didn't. God, I'm so glad I didn't waste time. See, you want somebody to come and say, oh, it's going to be like this. See, nobody told me that after 42 years I would be single. I just had to go for what I knew. I want to bring it home. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody's going to come to you and tell you, okay, in five years, da-da-da-da-da. No, you got to go for what you know. Well, I'm going to wait, and when things get just right, then I'm going to do. You better be doing now. Things might not never get just right. Time. And he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. As I do this study, and I see all the wonderful things that God has done. I'm saying to myself, no way am I going to waste time. No way. This is the day that the Lord has made. Huh? I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not wasting this day that he has created for us. No. I'm looking at sinners. Man, they're having a great time. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with the church? What is this? Just frowned up, mad all the time. Uh, did a, uh, what? No. No. I'm going to seize the day, Brother Allison. And I'm going to do it as a Christian. And you better do the same. And get you better kick the devil out of your life. Kick the devil out of your relationships. Kick the devil out of your marriage. No perfect marriage. It's not really even, if we told the truth, it's not even really perfect being single. Amen. You got to seize the moment. Amen. Glory to God. Give the Lord a hand praise for his word. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You say, why you got tears? I'm still, I'm going to say this again. I'm so glad I ain't waste no time. I'm so glad I didn't let circumstances dictate to me how to love, how to keep moving, how to keep wanting to go on. I'm so glad you're wasting time and all that foolishness. I'm so glad. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Evangelist, find James for me. I think it's the fourth chapter. I want where it says, if there's any sick among you, please. That's what I'm at. Evangelist Neil, yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 